You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am joined by BZ The Voice and Stevie J Ray for a return episode and follow-up to the last one. For clarity, if you didn't catch the last episode BZ and Steve were in, it was episode 108 of Genuine Chit Chat, that was around November 2020, and in that episode we spoke about BZ's upcoming movie, In Brightest Day Off, and this week we're talking about that one after we actually watched it, and also his film In Blackest Night Out, which is the sequel to that. Both are Green Lantern fan films, and they are a lot of fun. In addition to those movies, we also speak about Beezy's future projects, how superhero movies are never shown to actually have time off, uh, people's reactions to Beezy's movies, his time in the industry, the connections he's made, and loads of other cool things too. So this is heavily involved with nerd culture and that sort of thing, and we had loads of fun doing it. For clarity, all of the links that you will need are in the description. There's several websites, there's links to things, there's social media. Anything that you will need is in the description, so I'm not going to read all those out, but just make sure you read the show notes. Aside from that, guys, there's nothing else to say except there will be a quick promo for the Judging Dread book that is going to be coming out. It's friend of the show Scott Weatherly of the 20th Century Geek Podcast, and Tony Farina is involved, and loads of other really great creative people. So if you have an interest in Judge Dread, make sure you check that out. The link is in the description for that, as it will be coming soon. And just a quick side note, I will be releasing a video version of this conversation onto YouTube shortly. It'll probably be within a day or so of this reaching my main feed. The audio quality isn't quite as good in the video version, but you get to see Steve J. Ray and BZ The Voice lovely faces. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. So guys, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I give you the promo for Judging Dread. And then shortly after that will be BZ and Steve's conversation. And then I'll be back right at the end to give more information on loads of other stuff too. So without further ado, here we go. Sequart presents Judging Dread, 13 essays analyzing 2000 AD's most beloved and reviled character, forward by Matt Smith, interview with Rob Williams, edited by Scott Weatherly. Find out who is the law. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. We are recording. It's a lie. Zoom is becoming self-aware. That's the problem, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> um, I hate Skynet. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we're not on Skynet or anything like that. We're, we're close enough. Zoom is, sure? Zoom is... Maybe it's going to amalgamate sure? into Skynet, but... I'm here with probably two of the most hardworking people I know of, who are in two different realms, but connected by, you know, love of being loving of nerd culture and things. So I'm welcoming to the stage Stevie J. Ray and BZ. So, Steve. You. Steve, how are you? Yeah, baby. I've been looking forward to this chat for so long. And now I've seen this film and I've helped hopefully spread a bit of the joy and a bit of the hype. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Busy. I'm excited for the listeners to be able to hear your smooth voice again, because listening back to the last podcast and prep for this, I was just like, I forgot how amazing it is. When I was watching, you know, the Green Lantern movies, I was like sucked in. I was like, this is just, you know, what Jon Stewart sounds like. And then when I was like, I was like, oh, no, wait, that's that's BZ. I forgot. And I was just being able to hear you talk for like a couple of hours 
delightful. So how have you been, BZ, over this period of time that is actually nearer a year than I thought was a couple of months? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe that. Dude, it's... um. It has been a journey. How am I doing? If I were any better, I need a claw. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's it, it's been a a wonderful ride over the course of the last six months. Um, craziest thing, man, is I, I wound up having to start a production company. This pastor told me last year I, I was working on a a short film. And he goes, "BZ, listen to me, brother." You're going to have to start a short film or start a production company because you're going to start putting out content. And I wasn't trying to hear it. And he's like, you're not, he's like, you're not trying to hear me, but you're going to have to start a production <laughs> company. And I did. And so now we put out two films in six months. And now I have a third one on deck, which we're going to discuss momentarily. Because <laughs> <laughs> see how excited Steve is. I'm thrilled, but I know that Steve, after seeing uh, your second film, I mean, I had to, I mean, because I don't know as much about Green Lantern, I had to look up a few things and I was like, the amount of Easter eggs in here that I, yeah. you know, I'm not worthy really to be. I'm so happy Steve's here because... Even more if you're a comics fan. Exactly. This has got more Easter eggs than the, the, than the bunny with a basket <laughs> on crack. Dude, like I said before, man, uh, that's high praise being that you were able to catch that. And, and it, you know, it, it, make, it, it warms my heart to know that a fellow comic book head will be able to catch that stuff. That's, that's the reason that I've done what it is that I've done with these films is because, um, like I've previously said, a lot of the Hollywood, you know, heavy hitters that are out there, they sort of kind of veer away from the source material. And I would rather stick as close to the source material as possible, um, in order to make, again, comic book heads happy. I did what it is that I wanted to do. I played the superhero that I wanted to play on my terms. Now, hey, DC says, hey, dude, okay, that's cool. But if they say, eh, that's still cool because I still played Jon Stewart, period. And no one can take that away from me. Yeah, and, and you know, they'll see the results. Easy. You and I, and poor Mike doesn't know, you and I, we know the sex of the baby. <laughs> that's a comic book thing that's real, Mike. Yeah, yeah I, we know. I did have to do a bit, a bit of research, especially because it's it's one of those things. And normally, when I have a guest on, I know you know generally a lot of what I'm speaking about. But last time when uh, I had Steve on, I was like, I could be a bit more lax with this because Steve will pick up all the slack. I'll just sprinkle a small amount of hosting. I don't even really need to be here. Just about 5% more charisma into this conversation. That's all I'm here for. And editing it all together. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. well, you know, BZ, tell the lovely people, obviously, there's you've got two films out now. Tell them the names of both of them and just give a bit of information about them. We'll just kind of spring off from there. Absolutely. Um, so again, I am a comic book head. I let's make sure to recap. I am not the biggest Green Lantern fan. I am the biggest Silver Surfer fan. <laughs> Nor in Rod. Now, now, mind you, don't get it twisted. Clearly, you can see there's a pattern there. I'm all about the intergalactic. So, um, but yeah, the thing is, is this whole thing started with the animated show Justice League. And when they brought John Stewart to the forefront, as opposed to Hal Jordan, there are a lot of people who don't even know who Hal Jordan is because they're so used to John Stewart being the Green Lantern. And of course, 
what is it? Green Lantern turns 80 this year. John Stewart turns 50 this year. So, um, you know, my thing was originally, I'm like, man, that's a cool cat. I like that. And then uh, the show evolved into Justice League Unlimited. And then they changed John Stewart's look to this. Oh, okay. Separated at birth. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm ki- I kind of sound like the dude. I'm built like the dude. Now I look like the dude. So it's time to be the dude. So I just started writing a script, you know, and it can actually in a continuation from the first episode of Justice League Unlimited, which I believe is called Initi- Initiation. And so that first film is called In Brightest Day Off, which is basically Jon Stewart taking a day off of superheroing. Then uh, we move into the second film, which has which I decided to use and stick to with continuity uh, in the storyline. Uh, also, another day in the life of Jon Stewart titled In Blackest Night Out. So in our previous conversation, when I uh, divulged the title to Steve, <laughs> he got the gist of what was going on with both of the titles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The Green Lantern Oath twisted in new and beautiful ways. <laughs> so there we are. So, again, the the first one, again, was a day off just from superhero and my man decided just to do some, uh, some trivial everyday things that a regular person would do, but he's wearing a power ring while doing it. The second film is about a monthly gathering of multiple green lanterns, uh, a little powwow have you that they, uh, a ritual that they partake in on a monthly basis and uh, there are some people who kind of want to join the party. And was, what, I, what I want to say is when I saw the first film, what I liked the most about it was it's a really small detail. It's just the fact that the sort of <clears throat> towards the end, you were just trying to lay on the sofa and read a book. And it was just like the most that's like the least action like of if the polar opposite of saving the world and being a superhero in like space and all the crazy stuff that Green Lantern gets up to just want to sit on a couch. Just read a book, and you couldn't even get that. And I just think after the second watch, and when I watched these two together, uh, they kind of they do feel very connected. It works incredibly well, and I just felt like so much sympathy. I was like, man, I just like even now, and I'm I'm not a superhero saving the world. Sometimes I'm just like, I just want to sit down and read a book for an hour or two. And it's he, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulder, with the universe <laughs> on his shoulders. So I just want to say I really appreciated that, and. That one is up on YouTube now, and I'll include a link in the description as well, uh, so people can just check that out, because it is, it is a lot of fun. And it's, it's one of those things where you don't have to be a massive Green Lantern fan to really appreciate it. And I want to ask the, the two of you, if you're aware, because I want to check, are there many stories in comics where you actually get to see someone have a day off? Because from my experience, I've been reading a lot of Spider-Man comics and a lot of stuff of Carnage, and it just seems like Peter Parker always says he's going to take a day off and stop being Spider-Man for a day, and then Carnage literally every time he says that appears and he's a mass murderer so i wonder is that something that you ever actually see or is it always just used as a plot device for a character to say i'm gonna have a day off and then the worst conceivable person comes in i'm just interested Uh, if you guys know of any dude you know something i i see steve shaking his head and I, i think i'm inclined to agree i don't think i've seen anyone 
on vacation or chilling out. I was actually thinking about um, John Stewart having dinner with Vixen and who the freaking frack shows up and kills her. Shadow. <laughs> They're having dinner. He's about to propose. <laughs> it's like, man, no one can catch a break in comic book herodom. They just can't. Steve, what do you say, bro? They always try. And who's my main guy? Batman. How many times has Alfred just said, listen, could, could you just like finish a meal, dude? It's like, seriously, <laughs> can you just like just eat something? Can you sleep in your bed? No, they don't. And finally seeing it, but even when they try to do it, even when they get together, the rookies show up. And they bring a guest, but I don't want to spoil anything else because people need to see this film ASAP. That's all I have to say. I need to talk to more people about it. That's why I've been itching for tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. Um, you you got those characters perfectly, Beasy. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. That. Thank you. I, I, I sincerely appreciate that, dude. Um, I am really, really happy. Like, I'm happy with you know, with the way that my actors perform, but I am super duper happy with uh, Mark Justice who played Kyle Rayner. He yeah. crushed it. Yeah. And um, plus the fact he's ripped off the comics page, he looks exactly like the character. Exactly. That's the reason that I brought him. It was literally, actually, it was sort of kind of Mark's, Mark's idea. Um, he, I, and Gus, who played Guy Gardner, um, were at like a, a, a mixer, I think for actors and something like that. And, um, you know, I was talking to them about in brightest day off and, you know, getting things going and, you know, trying to find someone to help me shoot it. And Mark was like, dude, it would actually kind of be dope if a bunch of green lanterns, you know, got together and hung out. Bing! Then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm like, well, let me tell you two, let me tell you two right now. Dude, you're easily Guy Gardner, and dude, you're easily Kyle Rayner. And he goes, people, people tell me how Hal Jordan. I'm like, no, you're not Hal Jordan, dude. You're Kyle Rayner all day, period. Dude, it took. Let me see. I think I wrote that film a year after I wrote In Brightest Day Off, and it took six years to get In Brightest Day Off shot, and then. Another seven, eight was October when I shot it. And we just finished what last month. So seven, eight months, nine months to get the second one shot. But we released two films in six months. And my goal was for my production company was to, re to release three films in 2021. I'm praying that I can still do that. Now, the thing is, I'm done with a Green Lantern. We, I moved on to something else and it's a bigger, bigger project. So now the thing is, as we all know, when it comes to fan films, one thing that we want to see when it comes to fan films, of course, is authenticity. And one of the biggest things is we want to see action and powers and this, that, and the other. Well, clearly in brightest day off and in blackest night out is not power filled. It's not bang, bang, shoot them up. It's not galactic. It's not anything like that. There's a little bit of powers in, in, in Blackest Night Out, just a skosh. But the next project is, uh, another short film, but 
this film is probably going to be about 40 minutes as opposed to seven for the first and 16 for the second. And it's a vent an, an Avengers film. Wow. So, and it's Ooh. full on powers, killing everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> that's, that's an incredibly big project then to put on, on your shoulders and things then. Like, have you, obviously you just mentioned how long it's taken you to sort of uh, write and sort out the other two films have with as obviously you could only tell us so much i wouldn't expect you to support your own upcoming right, project right, right. No, but has cool. has this concept been something that has also had quite a few years behind it of you thinking about it or is it more of a recent thing it's more recent and actually it's based off of a current uh, existing graphic novel and i already have the 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 team cast i have the team assembled I just have to get all of the, the, the other players that are involved in the story. And, and I mean, I have no problem speaking about it because it's, it's already out there in blackest night and, uh, out and in brightest day off were specifically my projects. Those, those are things that are, um, you know, not out there in the public like this one is. Cause this graphic novel, I believe was produced back in 2006. And uh, the gentleman who wrote it, he's actually, he just put out something new. I want to say within the last couple of weeks, maybe a month. Um, his name is Reginald Hudlin. Uh, I want to say he wrote something called, uh, I think, I want to say Milestone. I think that's what the most recent thing is that he just released. But he uh, he wrote a graphic novel back in 2000, I want to say six. And it's based on Black Panther. Um, and so, you know, I, I didn't want to go in and, you know, take his, his script and do it word for word, but I did put my own spin on it, but I did use also the team or part of the team that he assembled in that, in, in that book. So my film and my team is comprised of Black Panther. Again, my team is cast. So I have Black Panther. Uh, Blade, uh, brother, not, well, not brother anymore, but Dr. Voodoo, um, Monica Rambo, and Luke Cage. Now, if you guys remember from our previous, Love our it. previous chat, when I was, I was talking about, I had people coming at me that wanted to do Marvel Universe and DC Universe crossovers. I decided not to go that route and do this Avengers thing. And bring in Monica Rambo and Luke Cage and T'Challa all together on one team instead of Jon Stewart being in that. However, Nick Fury shall make an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. I like it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's where we are with that one. That's amazing. Uh, that is going to cost a hefty penny. So I got to do what I can to start greasing the wheels of the money bet. The second, uh, the black in blackest night out cost me almost 10 times. Well, the budget was almost 10 times as much as the first one. We wound up being able to do some shaving and saving here and there and we got it done. So, um, but this Avengers thing is going to be a significantly larger deal. I couldn't take the entire graphic novel and turn it into a film because that would be a monstrous undertaking. This is big enough as it is. Um, however, the gentleman who wrote it, I make certain that he is very, very well 
aware of everything that it is that I'm doing right now. Um, I made certain to reach out to him and connect with him on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, just to make certain that he's in the know on everything it is that I'm doing. Um, and I don't want to usurp anybody's work. I just want to put out again, content that is true to source material. That's what separates you from a bunch of other independent filmmakers, BZ. And, and I love that about you. You respect what came before. You're not one of these guys who comes in and wants to put their stamp and take over. I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Yeah. As a fan. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, uh, I know that, uh, again, as a fan myself, like, like you even said, uh, a film by fans for fans. When... I love the fact that the Silver Surfer hit the big screen. I absolutely loved it, but I was still livid. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I was literally pointing out a whole bunch of no's. And comic book heads should not be pointing out no's on the films that they watch of their favorite characters. Oh, dude, that's wrong. Dude, that's off. Dude, stop. I found myself doing that a lot, but I still love the fact that my man was on screen. Yeah. And you want to take it one step further in the sense of like you, you want to basically take the initiative and do the things that you feel like, you know, bluntly Hollywood in, in a better, lack of a better way of saying it is like, yeah, they're doing these great things in a lot of ways, but there are a lot of shortcomings and you're just going, yeah. well, you know, I want to do this thing. And it's bouncing off what Steve said, that the fact that you've, you know, contacted the creator and things, and you're not trying to be like, you know, push him out of the way, spotlight on me, look at this thing I'm creating using these characters. You're going, no, no, this isn't possible without him. This this can't happen. So I want to make sure that people are aware of that first before going forward. And you're warning us before this, you know, you've got some of the background stuff done with the project, but obviously the timeline of this project, who knows how long it's going to take. And it's like the fact that you're saying it from this start, this early on, you're making sure people are aware that it's just incredible. It's, it's a very good reflection on your character. And it's one of the reasons that I am happy to have you on the show again. And I will always be happy to have you on the show, but also I want to, wherever I can support your work because it's all about the intent and you just, from the last conversation and from this one already, it's just, you've got the perfect intent for creating this sort of content. And that's why I just want you to succeed in any way possible, because we need more people like you, not just in the superhero industry, but in all industries, I'd say. Bless you. Absolutely. Thank you. I really what appreciate Mike said. that. <laughs> also, man, uh, you know, I, I really been having my mind on this Avengers thing. I, I really sort of kind of fell out of the vibe of the John Stewart thing, even though I love playing the character, I fell out of the vibe before we even shot the film because I got so stoked about doing this, uh, this Avengers thing. But also there's another one and I'm, I'm starting, uh, I'm just coming up with a concept for it, but, uh, Mace Windu, the early years. Oh yes. <laughs> if you need someone, if you need someone with any amount of like anything at all, if you need someone to do any Star research, Wars fan numero I, uno. I, I Dude, this is why I'm telling you. That's it, man. I, oh man, that would be absolutely incredible. That would literally, I think I would cry if I saw yeah. that. I would be so happy. I don't think I could imagine anyone impressive. else. I'd want them to Most do that. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm working on the concept for that. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I've been doing some 
actually, you know something, Mike, you're, I'm, I'm actually going to have to start really picking your brains because I'm as much as I love Star Wars and as much as I love comics. And I mean, the two of you are, you know, you're delved deep into this. I'm just I'm just a cat who isn't who appreciates it. I love it. But the, this is your forte. This is your strength. You're selling yourself short a little bit there, BZ. You're selling well, yourself mean, short a little bit there, my friend. I'm, I'm, what, the reason that I say that is because I know I'm going to, I'm, I've been doing a little bit of research trying to, you know, dig into Mace Windu's past. I'm going to need a little bit more help than I have. Mm hmm. <laughs> That, that is something I can definitely assist you with. I've even done an episode about it on my other podcast. So I've got, I've already got the notes. So I don't chuck any of my notebooks away. So I've yeah. got that near me and I'm going to go through all of the stuff. Now that you've said that, that's it. I'm going to read through everything to do with Mace Windu, just in case you ask me a single question. Oh no, I do this. There's not going to be a single question. I'm going to probably have a novel. Please, deep, please do. I, I would love to in any way, shape or form to help at all with anything that you're involved with it's generally it's one of those things where it's just like i wish i could offer my hand to anything else but it's like star wars is probably the only one of the only things i really know that well i wish i could help you with anything else like avenger stuff i didn't yeah. i didn't know who monica rambo was until i watched wandavision which just shows what a scrub <laughs> i am like it's so upsetting like when i listened back to the episode we did i was like ah oh, i feel like such a scrub what? As far as I'm concerned, after Marvel, she is the real Marvel's Captain Marvel. Sorry, she is just my opinion. She, I is. love her. She rules, and seeing her on One Division. Oh, yeah, lovely. some Finally. some kid hit me up on TikTok. Um, somebody was, or there was something about power comparisons between uh, Carol Danvers and Kara Danvers, and I'm like, dude. You know, and I and I sort of kind of got petty on it, and I'm like, "Yeah, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, not Captain Marvel." Um, <laughs> there, and some dude decided he wanted to chime in and be a smart aleck, and was like, "Carol Danvers is is Captain Marvel." I'm like, "Yeah," and then eventually. he pointed, yeah, eventually, then he pointed out <laughs> the, the other young lady who is now officially, I guess, Miss Marvel. But I'm like, dude, Carol Danvers was Miss Marvel, and so I, I put in the 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 uh, the the comment as far as the battle goes. I'm like, well, Carol Danvers as Miss Mara, Miss Marvel, Kara Zarel will destroy her. But in binary form, that might be a different story. Exactly so, um, but yeah, he decided he wanted to try to correct me with that whole captain thing. But like Steve so eloquently put it. Uh, as far as female Captain Marvels goes, Monica Rambo is the Monica, original, all the way. Yeah, definitely. Can can I mm, make a slight pitch to you, Beezy, if Please. I may? If you ever do decide to come back to the world of of John Stewart and Green Lantern, because a you don't really have two films in a set; it's always a trilogy. <laughs> and as you've already teased um, the imminent pitter-patter of Tiny Feet, <laughs> the third and final film needs to be called Beware My Power, Green Lantern's Nightlight, and involve a flying baby and not being able to control this child. And, dude, it needs to happen. Um, so that's just my two cents worth. Uh, and now I'll shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome sauce. <laughs> Have I inspired you? Have I inspired you? <laughs> it's trilogies. It's all about the trilogies. Yeah, you know something. I'll I'll uh, I'll definitely think about that, man. Um, definitely, I need to uh, do a lot of thinking, figuring figuring some things out in regards to that. But I'll I'll definitely consider it, man. Um, anything is possible, and I I have I'm having a blast doing this stuff. So um, it would be nice um, if I can get some a couple of heavy hitters to back me up so that we can get these projects done again. I'm grateful. We got two films in six months done. We, we literally got in blackest night out shot, promoted and, and, and edited and put up on a screen in like 40 to 45 days. Unbelievable. That's incredible. So, um, the only reason that we, that, that we didn't get it out earlier is because my guy who plays, uh, my guy Gus, who plays Guy Gardner, uh, he was in Atlanta working on a Marvel, uh, Marvel project. That was the only reason we couldn't do it any earlier. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's just a matter of, okay. And also, uh, Kyle Rayner, Mark Justice, that dude, you know, he's a character actor, even though he's got like, like male model, like leading man good looks. He doesn't put himself out there like that. He puts himself himself out there as a character actor. So uh, he is always busy. He's always traveling. That dude does not stay in one place for very long. He's always on the move, always. So, um, you know, it's it, it was good to get them on board. It's, again, we would have had the we would have had it done probably about a month prior to this past week. And, um, but it just didn't happen that way. But I would like, I would really, really very much like to get the Avengers film done before the end of the year. And Blackest Night Out is about to hit the film, uh, film festival circuit, which I never intended on happen, but it's happening. Amazing. People are requesting it. So also I'm thinking, I'm, I'm trying to make it happen within the next week to two weeks, I'm trying to develop some kind of a watch party because um, I'm, I'm getting hit up in the DC and Green Lantern forums. Dude, when is it going to be on YouTube? When are we going to be able to catch it? And I would like I've for them to see it. I've had that question 20 times today, BZ. <laughs> Seriously, I kid you not. Yeah, I would like for them to, you know, catch it, uh, at least once, you know, even though, even though it's out there on the circuit. The eventual, eventually, I would like to get to land it on Amazon Prime. And of course, I can't make money off of it because it's a fan film. So it's absolutely the only way you have to pay for it is if you are, if you have a subscription to Amazon Prime. But, um, I'm not going to be able to make money off that. So it's going to be free for those who, who, who are subscribed. So, um, I, but the, the reason I'm doing that is because I just want to, you know, solidify myself as a filmmaker and just, you know, take those gradual steps up to doing bigger things. Well, tell you what, Marvel, Disney, if you're listening, I'm going to horrifically paraphrase the legend that was John Lennon here and say, all we are saying is give bees a chance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a shot. So um, I'm going to start, uh, start 
putting out some feelers to Mr. Hudlin. Uh, again, this dude is a powerhouse. Not only is he a comic book writer, but he's like a major Hollywood director and producer. I mean, I think he's one of the producers of the Oscars this year. Um, he's, I think he's one of the regular producers for like the NAACP awards in America. Um, he's the director of the kid and play house party movies from back in the day. The Eddie Murphy movie. My era. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are his films. Uh, the, the film, uh, Eddie Murphy did Boomerang. That's his film. Yeah. Um, he's, he just put out something recently. I believe it's on streaming called, uh, The Black Godfather. So this dude is no punk. He's not only a, a, a Hollywood heavyweight. He is a freaking comic book writer, a legitimate comic book writer for Marvel and DC. If you've never read Milestone Comics, BZ, seriously, they're back in a big way. Three new series out this year. Mm-hmm. And I remember the original Milestone. It ended far too soon. The fact it's back. If you've never read them, trust me, pick them up. Static okay. Shock came yeah. from Milestone. Right, right. So, so that's, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. This dude, he he just put something out and I and I'm totally spacing on it right now. Uh, because I'm so stoked to talk to you dudes. I'm, I'm literally drawing a whole bunch of blanks, man. I'm just trying to fill them in. I am searching for Reggie Hudlin because I think I know him as Reggie. Yeah. Reggie Hudlin. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's a, he's a major player, man. And, and when I, when I decided to come up with the, uh, the Avengers film, um, I'm like, okay, so how can I make this team happen? How, how, how? And then I just Googled uh avengers black avengers and bam there there was the graph a graphic novel i'm like oh okay let's give this a shot because i already have all of out of all of these characters i already have three individuals who were approaching me to do a john stewart crossover universe crossover with them i'm like how about let's keep john stewart out of this and just make this an avengers type film for a, a, a team thing, and let's go with it. So here we are. Oh, yes. So yeah, it's exactly what I said. It's Milestone Comics and the Black Avengers. Wonderful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's... The word is legit. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah. So um, as it sits right now, dude, Literally everything that I've been putting out for in Blackest Night Out, um, I tag him in it, as well as James Tucker, who is uh, one of the main animators and producers of the Justice League and the Batman and the Superman animated series. All that stuff that was on Cartoon Network, along with Dwayne McDuffie. So, um but yeah, I, I tag both Reggie Hutland and James Tucker in all of the stuff that I do right now, just so that they're aware of it. Um, and then I'm covering all my bases because I, again, I'm not looking to step on anyone's toes in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, and it's amazing as well with exactly as you're saying, and it's it's something that people I'm sure would appreciate a lot. And kind of linking in with that, um, <clears throat> we haven't spoken about sort of the. 
uh, well, the releases of both of your films, because obviously our podcast last chat was before it all, and now it's sort of after the dust has settled. So we can continue speaking about what comes after it in a little bit and things. I've got a few queries on that too. But just yeah. for In Brightest Day Off and In Blackest Night Out, so how was the response, if we start with just the first one to begin with, how yeah. was the response from that and how did that sort of, did it influence you when you were making the second one? Like, how did they kind of, the reaction from the first push you for towards the second and then how was that reaction well the deal is with the first one um you know (laughs) you never know what kind of viewership you're going to get for whatever film that you have um Mm -hmm. i want to say that the film is at like a little bit over two thousand views um you know there are some films that are out there that are into the hundreds of thousands maybe million again these films aren't about powers and anything like that it's just days off so Maybe they didn't have as a profound uh, an impact as most. I'm cool with that. I still played the superhero that I wanted to play. He didn't have to have the action. The feedback I got, I got, actually, I got no negative feedback. I did get constructive criticism, and I absolutely welcomed that. I actually welcome negative feedback as well because that will help me moving forward so that I don't make the same mistake. But evidently, I didn't make that much of a of, of a mistake because the feedback I got was either positive or constructive. So it was that I'm like, OK, well, that's cool. You know, I did my my first time out as a filmmaker, my first time out as a screenwriter or a director. I didn't really get totally shut down. Matter of fact, I didn't get shot down at all. Um, they just gave me, you know, constructive you know, criticism and it was valuable. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. Well, one of the things was, um, was because of my budget and what I could afford. Cause I paid for it out of my pocket. And I, I mean, I raised just a little bit of money on a crowdfund, um, was the audio in the first film. The, the entire thing is done with ADR. And for those who are listening, you know, don't know what ADR oh, is. Really? Yeah. It's hard to, you couldn't tell. Well, yeah. It felt well, live. Some, some people can, and some people can, wow. but yeah, the entire thing is done that the entire thing was ADR. So, um, and that was because I couldn't afford, uh, a dedicated audio tech. So, um, is ADR after the fact for the list for myself and other listeners? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's basically ADR dubbed. is yeah doing the doing voiceover dubbing after the film is done to match you know match the dialogue. Mm. So, um, but yeah, you know, it, it the entire film was done ADR. In Blackest Night Out was not. I had a dedicated audio technician on set, so there might be a little bit sprinkled here and there, but that my goal was to make sure that there was. Little to none, and there's little. And as as far as the feedback I got from that one, the only feedback that I can get from that is coming from you two and everyone who was at the premiere. So the majority of the people who showed up to the premiere are people who uh, know me and love me. So of course I'm going to get positive feedback from that. Um, but the one thing that I did get was I wasn't expecting that. Awesome. That's what we wanted. That's what I wanted. I wasn't expecting that. Again, most people are expecting from fan films, powers, fighting, crime fighting, shoot them up, bang, bang, intergalactic, this, that, that, this, and the other. 
You didn't get that with these films. I'm glad about that, though. Yeah. It's different. It's original. It's your heroes become more real when they're real people. Right. And that's one of the reasons I adore Jon Stewart. You know, I sent you the link to the new book. They've done the 50th anniversary Mm -hmm. book. This guy has suffered. This guy has been through some real wars. I mean, I'm not just talking about intergalactic wars. I mean, in his personal life, in his love life. And stuff that would make most men crumble and give up, he stands up, he brushes himself, and he carries on. That's a hero, not someone who's indestructible, always gets it right and never makes a mistake. That's boring. The Boy Scout. Seeing him interact with the other lanterns, it's true. I, I, I loved seeing the human side of these characters, and that's two of the reasons that I really like your two films, because you're seeing a different side of the people that makes them real, and then when they are heroes, you can back them a bit more. You can be behind them a bit more because you see them as people. I love that. Well, there you have it, man. Um, and uh, again, it uh, it warms my heart to especially have a comic book head of the highest order to say that um, because that is literally what this thing is about. It is about satisfying the comic heads. That's what it, I mean. First and foremost, I just wanted to play John Stewart. I just wanted to put out some some film that stuck to resource to to source material to to definitely make certain that the fans were cool with it. And you know, I'm glad that you know you cats are catching the Easter eggs, man. I'm glad that you're able to catch mm-hmm. it. I'm not sure there there is one in particular that that I'm pretty sure you most people won't be able to even see it. You'd have to really really look super close in order to notice it. But yeah, there's one that's there that a lot of people I'm pretty sure are gonna miss. Steve's gonna have to rewatch this now, frame by frame. And he's gonna say you have to tell me about it as well. No, I probably won't get it. Um, but I just want to say with with myself watching it, after watching him Brightest Day Off, I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. As I said, I, I like seeing that side of a hero that you you don't get to see, especially with someone who I've not delved into the realm of comics quite as deeply. With help from people like Steve and the other members of uh, Comics Emotion, which is where Steve's Superheroes for Dummies podcast is and my Star Wars one is and etc. They've like I've been getting into comics a lot more, been reading Moon Knight, getting into like Carnage. I just randomly was like i want to do that and then lots of batman stuff that um because i've not really read any batman comics bar killing jokes so i'm trying to widen the horizons bar uh, past star wars essentially um and it's things like the conversations with steven etc help that and make me want to read more and with brightest day off obviously i didn't know that much but i liked that aspect of it when we went into it in blackest night out one of the things that i loved the most about it was it felt so real it didn't feel like the the, I, the thing I wrote down specifically when I watched it, the exact thing is the banter, the conversations, the dialogue. But th- for the first, there's, there's like the scenes, I'm not going to spoil it, but you know, the scenes where they, you kind of first see them all turn it kind of together at the table and chatting and just playing games and stuff. That in itself was just excellently done. It didn't feel like, oh, someone set up a camera, written a script. It was like, oh, these dudes are just lanterns having a chat. Like it, it didn't, it didn't feel like, you know, it was this, specifically done thing it just felt so organic and that was one of the things which you know i did enjoy the first um film that you made but i felt like when you watch the second one the improvements made are so much more apparent by the comparison of the two i think the first one was a really good fun thing but the second one was so much above that in ways i didn't expect and i think that you use the the special effects you you didn't use overly gratuitous lights flashing everywhere you used it in a way which 
it wasn't sparingly because it didn't feel sparingly. It felt exactly, it felt appropriate. And I think that's one of the key differences between these fan films and some of the other ones, which is sometimes with these big you know, fan films, they want to do this gigantic scene, they can't land it right, and it feels jarring. But instead, what you did is you created something, and within the own parameters of what you set, you went past every mark. And I think that's what makes this so special. And was what I think that when it's released to the general public, whether it's someone like myself who just has a peripheral knowledge of the Lanterns, or someone like Steve who is, you know, deep into that realm, there's something for everyone. Because now, after watching that and seeing all the different Lanterns, I was like, I thought there were like two or three, maybe. I, I didn't, like, generally, I didn't, I didn't know. And because I was like, I want to find out about these things. And straight after watching it, I, I paused at the credits. I took note of all the characters' names and things. And I looked up and I've gone through and I've looked up all the different characters. And there's lots of different things, um, which I won't spoil, but there's like someone at a door and they have a certain something. And when I watched that, I was like, Oh, that's a bit strange. That character has that. And they make reference to it. And then when I looked it up, there's a whole storyline behind it and it's so cleverly done. And that's now made me want to read Green Lantern stuff and the different incarnations because of your film. So your film in itself, for fans who've already read it, it provides them with a lot of things that they would want to see. But for fans like myself who haven't got into that realm yet, you're inspiring me and pushing me to want to, which is something that I think you've, you've worked on so well on both cylinders. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, I was I was actually really, really curious as to how Steve would react to our special guest. <laughs> oh, the, I reacted the same way Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, and the guys did because I thought, of course, come on, you got to have the OG in there. You got to have the first one, the Golden Age, the Legend. Come on. Beautiful. So, oh shit, I've spoiled it. <laughs> but yeah, man, edit that out, Mike. Well, he did say like, it in uh, the first episode. He did hint it, so he won't say who it is. But if people listen to the first episode and this isn't yeah. already out, people for know. people who think there's only two Green Lanterns, yeah, there mm. you go. So yeah, dude, it's uh, yeah, man, it's just it, it's great. I um, you know, Ashley, that guy, our special guest, he uh, I worked with him uh in vegas he he owns an audio studio and i've done a lot of voice work out of his studio and i'm like he's like if you ever need a blah 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 and i'm looking at him i'm like yeah i got something for you dude hold that thought you fit perfectly and uh when it, it came down to it i'm like hey man we're getting ready to do this he was on board speaking of fitting perfectly I've already commented on that soundtrack. That soundtrack. Oh, amazing. But I need to comment on the wardrobe. Your costume department, mm -hmm. those T-shirts, Kyle Rayner's jacket, which is green, but only in certain lights. Yeah. Dude, it's little attention to detail like that, plus the fact you kept Jessica's tattoo from her first appearance appearances when she's possessed by the evil green lantern ring oh come on you clearly know your stuff a lot more than you or, or you've just gone to some superb research to make these things <laughs> i was smiling from ear to ear from beginning to end because i thought oh he's nailed it yeah oh you magnificent <laughs> bastard you've absolutely <laughs> nailed it 
And it was bouncing off that same with me when I looked up the characters. As soon as I, I Googled image and I was like, I'm pre- pretty certain this is who it is. And I saw a picture. I was like, that is spitting image. I could, I knew exactly what character when I was looking up related to which actor and which portrayal because I was like, that is, that is yeah. on point. Like, spot on there. It, it's so well done. <laughs> and the fact that Mark Justice's real name is a superhero name just makes me sick. It's crazy, right? It is ridiculous. His name is Mark Justice. That's incredible. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And uh, I, I tell you, man, he, 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 as, puns go he it really is he's a super dude i mean down to earth dude he's hard working and he's you know he's also a, a filmmaker and a director on top of that you know himself um you know but he's you know he, his career is really about to shoot through the roof right now and uh you know i'm like you know i don't know if the dude is going to start getting a bunch of leading man stuff but if he does he absolutely deserves it um because he's just that good and um but you know he likes to play you know serial killers he likes to play you know adventurers you know again he doesn't he doesn't really go out for the leading man stuff he goes out for the character stuff and i look at that as like you know he knows he's a good looking dude but he humbles himself and uh he he's he's quick to take on a secondary role he's quick to take on you know, a super small role for, you know, an upcoming filmmaker because you never know who's the next big hit. And um, that taught me something myself. I'm like, you know what? Uh, our girl who, you know, who came in, you know, the girl who played Shire Hall on the first one, that was her first gig. Our girl on this one, it was her first gig. They're, you know, that that's their first outings on in any way, shape, form, or fashion when it comes to this whole acting thing. It's like, you got to give somebody some kind of a chance, you know what I'm saying? And you never know what can happen for them. This can be, be something that's a turning point in their career or better yet, in their lives. So help them out. Every journey begins with that first step. Yeah. And you don't have, you don't have to see everything in front of you. You know, Dr. King said, you know, you, it's good for you to take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the, the whole staircase. Just take the first step. And, um, you know, it's no different than driving a car. You know, we, you know, we drive a car at night. You can get from LA to New York driving all night with headlights 200 feet in front of you. You just keep going that extra 200 feet until you make it to that destination bit by bit by bit. And that's what we're doing here with my production company, bit by bit by bit. Prayerfully, we can get this Avengers thing done because I want to, you know, have a solid portfolio for later down the line in case something huge comes up and, you know, hey, BZ, you want to uh, tackle this? Okay. Do we have the, the resources? Yeah. Well, what kind of, uh, what kind of work have you done? Here's my portfolio. And to add on to that, you have an incredible social media presence. I've been keeping an eye on you when we're keeping an eye on you. I've been watching from a distance with a smile whenever I see just the little things that you do on social media. And one of the things is that you stay humble and you're, you're always thankful and gracious of uh, where you are and where you're going to go. And that's one of the things that I once again really appreciate about you as an individual is that because of what you've just said about letting other people, you know, have their chance, you know, letting, giving people the opportunity. That's because that's all you can really give people. And a lot of people don't get the opportunities. And if you can be that kind of person who allows someone 
who is their first try or anything like that. And you're the one that can give them that opportunity. You know, I don't explicitly believe in uh, the ethereal energy of karma, but I believe that if you are a good person, you, good things will happen to you. I don't believe there's a force about it. I think it's people. I think that you exude, if you have a good person, you exude good energy and people around you pick up on that. And generally speaking, I've had it for my life. The nicer I am to people, the better my life is. And I think that you are the shining example of that because you want that and you're humble about all these things. And you know, you were saying, you've said before in our last uh, conversation, it was like, you know, even if this doesn't, if even if I don't become, you know, John Stewart for DC, I've done this thing for for me. This is something that I want to do because I'm passionate. You you are following your heart, or what I call it is like the pull. I've just got the, the which my pull is podcasting and talking to people like you. Yours is just and the next Avengers thing and all these things. You just have to do what in your kind of core being, your soul is pulling you towards, and try your best at that. And then you go that way, and you just see where it takes you. You be the best that you can be. You be as nice, and you can bring as many people as you can with you in the best class collaborative and opportunistic fashion in the best way for everyone and good things will happen whether or not you become you know the front runner on a giant mcu movie is not the point it's the point that you had a fun ride you enjoyed yourself while doing it and you brought people with you and i think that's one of the things that why i want you to succeed because you deserve to yeah. and you're so hard working as well bz like how many things you've got <laughs> going on and stuff it's just incredible yeah. Yeah, dude, you know, you actually hit the nail on the head, man. I, I have a personal saying, the more love you show, the more love you get. And a lot of people, you know, relate love to this ooey gooey, mushy feeling. No, love is an action word. Love is the definition. And this is coming from BZ. The definition of love is the conscious, deliberate decision that you make as to how you're going to treat another human being. That's what love is. So. That's why I tell you, brothers, when you step out and promote what it is that I'm doing and share the stuff that I'm doing, I let I let, let both of you brothers know much love, man, because that's literally what it is that you're showing me. You're showing me love. So I'm definitely going to make certain that you get it back tenfold. You don't have to do that. We didn't have to do this. This podcast. Steve didn't have to show up, but you guys did. You know what I'm saying? And you did it because this is something that you wanted to do. And it's because of a deliberate, conscious decision that you chose to make to treat another human being, to help a brother out, to make something happen for the love of something that we all have a deep passion for. And that's nerddom. Amen to that. Yeah. And I credit like Steve a lot of that as well. Steve has been doing this for like decades, really, <laughs> to be honest with. And, you know, it's one of those things that he's like, in a lot of ways, the comic book godfather in a lot of ways in the comics emotion group as well, because he's always, it's, it's what me and you had a conversation, uh, Steve, a while back, just the two of us. And a lot of the conversation went into positivity. And it's even with like things that we like, you know, I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, you're a massive comic book nerd. We try not to be overly negative. Of course, you can critique things. Obviously, that's fine. And you can say you don't like it. But when you get those fans and air quotes who just go on the internet and just slate stuff over and over and are horrible to the people involved. Yeah, fans and big air quotes. And it's just like, you know, there's certain aspects of things in Star Wars I don't like. I'm not going to go after people involved with Star Wars and hate on them. That's horrendous. I'm just going right. to say all the stuff I like about it. I'm trying to be positive, trying to show the love of things I love. Things bring me happiness. I want to reciprocate that 
with those things. And Steve is one of those examples as well. He's been doing that with comics for so long. That's why he's involved with four different review sites and his <laughs> reviews are becoming more and more well-known as a reviewer. You know, it's because of the way he is. And I just think it's when you meet people who are kindred spirits, even if we're in different places in our lives, geographically, anything like that, I think the reason that our conversations are so fun and why I looked forward to this one so much as well and why I enjoyed the last one is because we, regardless of the other sort of peripheral interests, the core values of us is we just want to enjoy our lives, do things that we enjoy, and make anyone involved and anyone around us as happy as possible when we do it. And that's it. And if you do those three things, you will have such a fulfilling life. And it's something that not enough people learn early enough in their life. And if the only lesson my podcast ever teaches is that, then and bringing other people spotlights, that's it. That I will die happy if that's the case. And I thank you two for inspiring me in that as well, because conversations like this keep me going. I'm not intending on stopping, but, you know, I talk too much for that. But, like, when I talk to me, it reignites that fire of just wanting to keep doing this. Yeah. Joy needs to be shared. Yeah. Sadly, so many people just want to share misery. They hate something, so they want to dump on everybody. I'm the complete opposite. If I don't like something, I won't shout about it or complain about it. I'll switch it off. If I love something, I'll share love well um i'll i'll just go ahead and quote it like this uh will smith's grandmother said that if you lead with love and light goodness will surely follow amen to that that's incredible i want to say me and my girlfriend were talking about will smith i think it was yesterday and we were just talking about how amazing he is as a person of not only his career but how he is as an individual how he goes about any things with his family there's never been a big controversy with will smith about him being horrible or anything like that he's just always been shining like from this career and fresh prince of bel-air all the way up to now and beyond it's always just like anything anyone has to say about will smith is he is amazing he's joyous to work with he's delightful whenever he talks about his family you know there's those pictures of him at the red carpet and things and he's just like doing this like look at my wife or look at my child and it's just like that enthusiasm is it's perfect and the quote from his grandmother that makes a lot of sense clearly he had someone who helped le- helped him learn that from early on and that's what people need yeah absolutely man and again i you know, I know it's it's getting later out there, but I cannot again begin to express my gratitude for you cats. I just can't. Um, you know, always, dude. Like, like I said from Jump Street, man. Um, you you brothers didn't have to do squat. You didn't. You chose to, and uh, you know, it uh, it just, dude. It warms my heart, man. It really does. Well, you didn't have to do all the things that you've done. You know, you didn't have to make amazing, fun Green Lantern movies, all the other stuff you're going to be doing. You don't have to make such wholesome posts on your social media that I love to watch. Like you did. <laughs> and one thing I want to say, like this might make uh, easy a little bit embarrassed, but, but like when I think it was my birthday, you just sent me a voice note just saying happy birthday. Like that really really like I wasn't in a bad mood or anything, but when I saw a message, I was like, oh, sweet, a message from BZ. And it was a voice message. I was like, is there anything greater than a voice message from BZ? Not with that voice. There is nothing greater than a message with that voice. Seriously. I showed Megan, and the first thing... I can't remember if I've told you this, BZ, but the first thing Megan said when she heard, she said, she said, that BZ, he sounds like he would give the best hugs. And I was like, that's a perfect, that's, that's a perfect way, you know, of describing BZ. It's just like, he's just a human hug. That's just, that's perfect. <laughs> 
Yeah, actually, he's not uh... called BZ the T-shirt. He's called BZ the voice. <laughs> the clues in the name. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my goodness, dude. Um, that's great. That's just great. Yeah, man. Um, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Here's here's to some some uh, prayerfully, man. Some some good content to come. Um, again, like I said, I started my production company. It's called Rejoice Media. Um, my primary focus is, is science fiction, science fantasy, primary content, faith based. I already have designs on a God powered hero, genuinely God powered hero, as in biblically powered. So that dude, that one is, that one is probably going <laughs> to be a budget of a couple of million with the idea that I have. <laughs> so, so a few years in the future then. Yeah, <laughs> Once you made it. It's a very real possibility, dude. So, however, um, again, this Avengers thing definitely is something I'm starting to focus on now. Um, Mace Windu, the early years. That's the next one following this. So, um, yeah, dude, the, the ideas just keep coming. And again, all of this started, all I wanted to do was just voiceover. That's it. I didn't want to act on camera. And I, matter of fact, I just got another TV show. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go back to work next week, dude. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, hey, let's, I'm glad let's keep it moving, dude. Yeah, a paycheck's a paycheck. You need them. And yeah. it, all the connections you make. You know what I mean? Like all these connections that you make with people, you know, yeah. via everything that you do. It has, you know, it's you know, here's a perfect way to link it to. It's like the MCU. You've got all these little bits and pieces that don't necessarily seem connected. Then you have these little events in between them that kind of connect the pieces. And by the end, which is, you know, years and years and years, decades of a journey, all yeah. those little pieces culminate together to form the big thing. And that's what I'm sure will happen. That's literally what's happening, dude. Um, like I said, all I wanted to do was voiceover. I never w even wanted to be in the spotlight ever. I, d I just wanted to do voiceover and voiceover. We do from home, man. We don't, we don't have to be out there in the public. We can be in entertainment, make entertainment money, but still have, you know, a semblance of a life. Um, but I'm like, you know, something if, you know, with, with this on camera stuff falling in my lap, let's just go ahead and ride out, ride the way. So, um, all right, cool. Well, I got to put out some content and you know, the, the Hollywood gatekeepers can't keep me out anymore. So YouTube, Amazon prime, Netflix, whatever here, here, here's something. Go ahead and put that out. Uh, I don't need to make any money on it here. Go ahead and do it. Just put it out there and let people watch it, whether they enjoy it or not, but let them watch it. And, uh, prayerfully they will enjoy it. So I um I'm glad that you two uh enjoy the film, man. And uh again, man, it's it's good to hear coming from nerds, fellow nerds, that you know they dug my gig. Well, whatever you work on next, like I said, I don't just write for DC Comics News or, or Dark Knight News. Mm -hmm. My site, Fantastic Universes, is everything. Yeah. So when you get the Avengers stuff rolling, sign me up. I'll I'll spread the word and shout it from every mountaintop. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I'm again, I'm actually starting on that. I'm, I'm after we're finished here, I'm going to go to the gym because I still got some slimming to do. 
And, uh, and then I'm going to get back to it. Uh, I'm going to make certain that my script is tight because for the most part it is finished. I just want to make certain that it's tight. And, um, again, my team is already cast. I just have to get, you know, some of the other players involved as far as the casting goes and then, um, get the money to do this thing, man. Uh, it, it may cost, may cost me somewhere in the vicinity of maybe 250,000 to do this one. Wow. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, man. Just, uh, you brothers keep shining your lights. Mm hmm. Yeah. We'll definitely try our, absolutely try our best. And so obviously we'll start to wrap up, uh, where we are. Um, but let's just, uh, clarify. I want to ask, and I'll, I can cut this out if you want me to, BZ, but are you planning on doing any, for that Avengers project, are you planning on doing crowdfunding-y stuff or are you looking, obviously that's quite a lot of money to crowdfund, but I was just out of my oh, own no, interest. No, 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 that's, it's absolutely fine, dude. Um, I'm going to absolutely do a crowdfund. And the, 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 the thing is, is prayerfully, I'll be able to do it on the backs of in brightest day off and in blackest night out mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not like I'm coming into a crowdfund saying, Hey, look, I'm getting ready to do this film. Well, what, you know, it's not like I don't have anything to back myself up as a filmmaker. Now mm-hmm. I do. Okay. Well, what have you done? Well, here's two superhero films right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not joking. No, I'm not playing. Yes, I am serious about making this happen. Um, and I'm looking forward to the journey of making it happen. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to, to, to start a crowdfund. And if we can make it happen, beautiful. If not, it's okay. Cause actually I did a crowdfund for in blackest night out and the crowdfund didn't make it. It just so happens that I went to pick the brain of my partner who, who, uh, partnered up with me on this, uh, with uh, Scott Harris, Scott Harris at Parabellum Productions, um, who was actually my tactical trainer. He was training me to be a Marine and a pilot on another, uh, uh, project some years back. And, uh, he's got his own thing coming up. And, uh, I'm like, dude, I need to talk to you about, you know, how do you reach out to these money men? And so we chopped it up. He's like, well, how much do you need? I told him, he's like, Oh, I got that. Wait, 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 what? He's like, yeah, I got that. <laughs> Let's go. And now in blackest night out is here. So now my next move is all right. Well, let's go bigger. Well, when you do make sure when you set up that crowdfunding thing, I'll include it in the description to this and the other thing. And I will be giving you some money to that because I want to try my darndest to try and help you just <laughs> any way I can spreading the word, just telling people and things, you know, I've got a Patreon now, so I've got a bit more extra money. I'll just put it all towards you because if I can help, I'd just love to. It's just one of the things that I want to see. You know, it's not just the fact that I want to support you, which I do, but it's that I want to see what you can do. And if that means Hell a financial yeah. contribution to me, I'm happy. I'd pay money to see what you've made at the cinema. I'm I'm just sad that me and Steve are over here in the UK when you had that premiere, because I would have loved right. to have gone there. I know it's free entry, but I would have just put oh. money in the donation, donation bucket or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that thing, that thing went off. Honestly, I have to be real with you fellas. All I wanted to do was just shoot my movie and put it out there. 
I had no intention of this whole marketing thing whatsoever. So for the people out there listening, we have merch, we have t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, we have hats. Go to inblackestnightout.com. You know, we have the soundtrack. I need that CD. Yeah. I need that CD. (laughs) We have it on, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon Music, it's on Apple Music, it's on Spotify. You can go and snag the soundtrack. Um, Yeah, dude. uh, Matter of fact, one of our guys, uh, he's a jazz pianist out of Brussels, Basho Munya. He's, as a matter of fact, he connected with someone who actually wants to do a film premiere in Europe. I don't know exactly where, oh. but they they want to actually they they want to be a sponsor Please be and contribute to uh, putting in Blackest Night out as uh, as as a film premiere out somewhere in Europe. I'm like, wow, okay. Again, I just wanted to make a film. I wasn't expecting all the best of the the, the rest of this stuff. I really wasn't. I mean, that'd be amazing. It's nice when good things happen to good people. That's all I'm saying. Oh, bless you, man. I really so. appreciate that. I really do. Gentlemen, I can't thank you enough. I really can't. Um, and it's always a freaking pleasure, man, to chop it up with you cats, man. This is, this is just amazing. It's, it's a pleasure of mine. Be the second of many. Yeah. As I said to you in the first conversation, like I warned you, I was like, you're not getting out of this easy. Once you're in this, every time you've got a project or sometimes if you just fancy a conversation about anything, just hit us up and you come on the show whenever you want. We'll sort something out. Yeah. Can talk about anything, like anything at all. It doesn't specifically have to be to do the project you're making or anything like that. Just whatever. Like that's my thing. Any excuse to be able to talk to you and to get anyone else listening and know who you are is just. That's that's part of the that's part of why I do this is what I want. So I mean, as we wrap up, then do you want to say is there any any sort of big things you want? Obviously, I've written down the website, and I'll make sure I include that in the description. But any sort of big things you want to tell people to follow you out or whatever last sort of statements and things? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I mean, I I always make this statement that if you if you can't find me or if you lose me. You have a serious problem because everything about me is busy the <laughs> voice. You can't lose me. It doesn't matter. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, everything. Like Cat Williams said, everything, everything is busy the voice. Period. BusyTheVoice.com. All social media. Busy the voice. So, you know, connect with me, you know, link up with me. I'm sort of a cool dude. We can chop it up. Um, but, you know, again, you know, we're, uh, you know, we have the website for In Blackest Night Out, um, which is inblackestnightout.com. Uh, again, there's T-shirts. There's, you know, uh, there are hats, sweatshirts, joggers. Um, feel free to swing on, swing by, you know, shop around. Um, I believe there is a link to the soundtrack at the website. And again, you know, I'm doing what I can to put together a, a watch party. So for those of, you know, all those that are out there in the DC and the, you know, the comic book and the blurs and the nerds and the, the Green Lantern pages and forums can get a shot at watching it before well while it's on the film festival circuit before we actually release it to streaming um if we can't get it on amazon prime that's cool we'll go ahead and and fall back on youtube no worries it's all perfect and steve is there anything else you want to sort of add so we can steve please brother please 
And then I've got one thing to ask Abizi after that, but please go first, Steve. Green Lantern's Nightlight, the third part of the trilogy. Just <laughs> <laughs> Is that you don't want to promote anything else for yourself? This <laughs> Just Google Steve J. Ray and Fantastic Universes. That'll take you to virtually everything I do to destroy the internet. And on good links as well for people who are lazy. And um, Beezy, I want to ask you a favour, uh, if I may. I realised I didn't ask you last time, and you're a voiceover artist. Can I ask you to just do two intros? Just one for Genuine Chit Chat and one for Star Wars Comics and Canon? Because I would love that if you could just say yeah absolutely dude that's that's no problem whatsoever you know i've been i've been uh practicing my optimus prime i'm trying to get get ready to replace peter cullen whenever he retires so it's like come on let's keep these transformer movies coming yeah <laughs> someone um, has how to... about how about this guys james l jones anyone darth vader yeah, i mean um, your voice with the modulation on it i genuinely believe need you could do <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it's it's i think it could work he's getting old we're still gonna have vader stories and who better you know yeah man uh oh i, I am definitely down with all of that man so yeah transformers optimus prime um Darth Vader, yeah, absolutely, dude. Sign me up. John Stewart, yeah. I still, I actually still want to voice that dude in animation if I can get a shot at it. Fingers crossed. We'll do, absolutely. We'll do everything we can. Absolutely. Give bees a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I will stop recording uh, here then, guys. Thank you so much again for both of you being on. Um, it's been a delightful conversation. Awesome. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. I hope you had as much fun as me, Stephen BZ did. We spoke a lot before recording and also afterwards as well, uh, which is why it ended without anyone really saying goodbye to each other. It's, yeah, we were just narrowing on afterwards for ages. So loads and loads of fun there. Um, as I said in the introduction, make sure you check out the show notes. There is a link to the site for In Blackest Night, BZ's own website, as well as his first Green Lantern movie, which we discussed in episode 108. You can go on BZ's YouTube channel and watch that whole thing. It's only about five minutes long and it is definitely worth a watch and as of the point of recording this the movie in blackest night out is not yet out but once it is out i'll be sure to include a link in the description to where you guys can find that but if you follow bz on social media or just keep an eye on his website and things you'll find out where it gets released and things so make sure you do all those things so what else have we got coming up then, guys? Well, I have got a two-parter recorded with the actor Tom Everett that I'm happy to release soon. I've got a two-parter recorded with Chris of the I Like to Like Things podcast. That is probably going to be the next thing I release. I've got a recording due in a few weeks' time with Moxie Labouche of the Your Brain on Facts podcast. It's another UK versus US episode. Um, recently, myself, Megan, and Tonya Todd recorded our thoughts on Loki, episodes one to three, and that is on the feed of Comics in Motion. Um, we're going to be doing another one, episodes four to six, but I think that's just going to be myself and Tonya because Megan won't be able to make it on the date that we've decided on. Um, what else is there? I mean, there's my other show, Styles Comics and Canon, you can check out on the feed of Comics in Motion. In July, I'm going to be doing a lot of guest spots. Make sure you follow me on social media at Genuine Chit Chat. Uh, there's also my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Genuine Chit Chat. keep saying that name over and over again. It's starting to wear thin on my brain. Um, so if you go over to Patreon and check that out, um, you can support the show for as little as £1 a month. It means the absolute world to me and you get access to a special RSS feed and that has got Afterthoughts episodes that me and Megan release once or twice a week as our thoughts on movies and TV series 
series and things like that. We recorded an episode of a road trip we went on a little while ago, so you can listen to that too. Also, when there's genuine chit chat episodes, they get split into two, which is going to be the next few weeks. There's going to be some that are two parters. When part one drops on this feed, you get access to the full unsplit episode when part one drops on this exclusive feed. Uh, in addition to that, if you pay some of the higher tiers, like two pound a month, you get access to the specific Patreon feed of like images and stuff as well. So you get to see early access to photos for Star Wars Comics and Canon. Uh, I put photos of my tortoise and stuff up. There's the guest lists that I do, which is basically showing all of the podcasts I've got due for recording, ones I've already got in the bank, uh, afterthoughts episodes that are coming up, guest spots, basically anywhere that you want to just see one nice easy list of everything I'm involved with over the last couple months, you can check that out on Patreon as well. And if you love when you hear Megan's voice, you just get to hear it, basically the podcast afterthoughts where me and Megan just natter on all day, uh, which is a lot of fun too. Um, aside from that, guys, you know, I do include links to the recent guest spots in the description as well. The show notes are a great place to just, you know, get all the information that I kind of rattle on about in the intro and outro and stuff. And uh, yeah, there's not really much else to add aside from if you want to see a video version of this, I'm going to be uploading it to YouTube soon because I'm trying to upload more videos to YouTube and stuff and give them more of a video element and stuff. Make sure you check out the interview I did with Michael McCormick, who did the puppets for Labyrinth and also for Dark Crystal. And he did a bit of puppetry for Star Wars Return of the Jedi as well. He's worked very closely with Jim Henson and he shows me some of the puppets and it's it's just so much fun being able to see them on YouTube and things. Um, aside from that, guys, that's really it without making this outro incredibly long. So make sure you give all the love to BZ and also Steve J. Ray on the various social media platforms that you can find them. Twitter is probably the best place and uh, I know they will appreciate it greatly. Make sure you check out BZ's first Green Lantern movie. The link to that is in the description. And also, obviously, when the second one comes out for everyone to watch, you can make sure you go check that out too. So that's going to be it from me, guys, I think. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. It means the world to me that anyone listens to my show, let alone all the way to this end, and also to any Patreon supporters. I love them even more so because they help support the show and keep the gears running. Uh, but aside from that, guys, yeah, just thank you very much. I hope you have good weeks and whatnot, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.